Bears.com. Hello, hello, hi, how's it going? 608, it's Tuesday. Who are you? November 7th. A year ago today, history was made, by the way. Hey, I, I'm, I'm Garrett. Hi, Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792, Sun's most stimulating talk. Uh, yes, a year ago, history was made before three things I think you need to know. How about that? People were nervous. I had. I knew it was in the bag. <laughs> I knew he'd win. Election day, a year That's ago. Right. The Trumpster. You had a hell of a time. Hell of a time. Anyway. Uh, really quick, thank you uh, for for being here. Thank you for to Bruce for uh, for uh, crushing it. I got emails. I'm stunned you were off this morning, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> that was just a can can I can a brother not get a day off? I literally haven't taken a day off in almost three months. You don't deserve it. In almost three months, I know. <laughs> listen, I love being here too. And I was listen. It was supposed to be our the, the first day that uh, the little guy Harrison was going to daycare. His older brother's going. Kids will be gone. Supposed to have a nice day with my wife. Uh, we all took off, and it was going to be great, right? And then my son came down with strep throat on Friday, and then by Saturday he's bouncing off the walls. And then by Saturday night, when we thought he's better, he's like, "My ears hurt. My throat hurts. My ears and throat. I can't." Ah, and he is like an irritable, nasty little man when he is sick. I mean, I need an ice pack now. Somebody needs to come in here. I'm like, "Holy crap!" And I'm just, you know, looking at my life thinking, this this is all you. <laughs> and um, so uh I my day and then he was up all night with me, uh Saturday night to Sunday morning, and then same thing Sunday night to Monday morning, just every like 30 minutes. Come here, put the ice pack back on my ear. I'm like, I'm thinking I'm, I'm gonna get some duct tape and I'm gonna tape it around his head. It, it, like, I was so delirious. <laughs> I almost around did his that. mouth. <laughs> that too. I I mean I it was that close. It was that close, uh, but I didn't. And, of course, I take him to the doctor yesterday morning on the day off, and he's got uh, sinus infection on top of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, that, that was my vacation day. That could have been worse. Don't get me wrong, but that was my vacation. So that's where I was. i just like you to know because you, you really want to know. It's one thing you really want to know. Empathy. No, I not sympathy. Not, uh, not sympathy. I'm empathy. not looking for that. I'm just, if you've, you've had kids, no, you've been there. Not, that's empathy. I, got, I, can, I understand where you're coming from. I also took days off of work uh, to stay home with the kids that actually went to school a few times, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So it goes both ways, man. You'll make it up later. Okay. It's all right. It's all I right. don't know. Did you have to clean the house? I don't even know what I did. I'm See? still tired. It sucks. Perfect. I thought I'd be able to get refreshed, catch up. Nope, not not really. Yeah, you're fine. Not really, but hey, it's all good, right? It's all, we're, we're here. We're here. We're happy. It's great. Uh, seriously, I love I love being here. Uh, three things I think you need to know. If you didn't hear, uh, it turns out that that uh, piece of garbage shooter out there in Texas uh, should not have been able to buy a gun, but the Air Force didn't report that he was, well, he pled guilty to domestic violence, which would have uh, made him a felon, which would have said you cannot actually buy a firearm. Air Force admitted a filing error. Whoops, sorry about that. Yet every moron in the media and on the Democratic Party was like, Maybe we should, uh, maybe we need more gun laws. The gun laws on the books weren't even followed. But they all knew it. They all knew it, didn't they? We'll get to that. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, it is election day today. So you have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you have, I mean, would you like to pay more in taxes? That's pretty much what's going on. 
You have all kinds of props. And if you don't know what they are, don't call in. I'm not going to explain them. It's just not what we do. It's not explaining radio. That's boring as hell. Uh, but you have, you know, do you want to pay more taxes so you can fund the zoo? Do you want that? Do you want to pay more taxes in Tucson? Uh, it's Prop 204 Strong Start. So basically, you can uh, you can pay for other people's kids to go to daycare and stuff and early education. Do you want to do that? Every, they all want our money. They all want our money, don't they? They really do. They all want our money. And uh, up in Oro Valley, do you want the first ever property tax increase? Or property tax, I should say. Property tax uh, with the Naranja uh, bond package. This is all up for election today. I bet uh, most people have already sent in their ballots. There you go. TUSD wanting an extra $180 million to, up, uh, to upgrade schools. So a lot of stuff going on. Election Day. Election Day. Election Day. Third thing that I think you need to know, and, uh, and I think this is a big one right here, uh, H-1B visas. This didn't get a lot of play, did it, in the media? Hmm. H-1B visas. Story in Bloomberg, and I thought you'd like it. Trump's H-1B reform is to make life hell for immigrants and companies. They gotta love nothing says uh, nothing says editorializing a report like that, huh? You want to know how they're making life hell because they're actually saying, "Show us proof that you actually need this." They're called RFEs, requests for evidence that you actually can't find people. So Trump quietly and his peeps, they haven't gotten rid of him, but you know what they've done? They've said, "Show us proof." We'll get to this. Show us proof that you actually need these people, that you can't find Americans to do the job. It's about damn time. So we'll get to all that. Three things I think you need to know. So, uh, I mean, you had everybody and their mother asking questions uh, about and making statements about how this, oh, here we go, more mass gun violence. This is it. Of course, it's never the person. You know, it's interesting. Okay, so you had a terrorist attack in New York last week. And you can't say it's radical Islam. You can't you can't blame it on on the uh, the terrorist himself or the the radical nature of what he does. You can't do that at all. No, 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 no. Uh, that that would be bad. That would be bad. You can't. No, 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 no. There's more to it. Just shut up. You can't say these people from these countries shouldn't be able to come here because we don't know what the hell they are and what they what they want to do, what they will do. No, no. You shush, 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 shush. But this guy goes and shoots up a church, and immediately it's the gun's fault. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, a senator from New York, went to the Senate floor yesterday and wanted to ban bump stocks, which had nothing to do with this shooting. This guy was a maniac. People knew he was a maniac. The laws in the books already should have prevented him from buying a gun. He bought two guns at Academy Sports out there in Texas. I know what Academy Sports is because I lived in Waco for six years and there was an Academy Sports there. I mean, it's just like, um, well... I don't want to say it's like dicks. It's kind of like dicks, but with guns also. But it's, 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 it's a Southern thing. Thank you. So it's a Southern thing like that. Uh, but these people are out there you know, out there saying, you know, oh, my God, you got to ban the guns. got to ban the guns. This guy would have taken a – he would have done whatever he could. He would have made bombs. He would have driven a car into the church. He would have done whatever he needed to do. This guy was a maniac from day one. May, oh, Trump – how can Trump say this is a mental health issue right away when – and he didn't want to say a lot about uh, the Vegas thing. He called the guy deranged in Vegas – to this day, nobody really knows why the guy in Vegas did it. You, you know, if you come up, you don't think the president gets briefings that we don't know? You don't think he's given information that we don't have? So all of a sudden, when they're confident in something, all right, and they're not confident in something, you, you, keep, you keep your mouth shut. So, 
That's funny because what? it's always the exact opposite. Oh, of that course. Happens. Well, I mean, we have the sound bites. I know. You know what? Let's play Katie Tour real quick. You want an example of this? Oh. Katie Tour, um, stupid person on MSNBC. I mean, she really is. Uh, talking to a Democratic congressman, Henry Cuellar. Uh, he uh, is a congressman from South Texas, number 95. She actually asked the questions, before we even play this, should there be limits on the Second Amendment? There are limits. There are limits. If you're a convicted felon, you can't buy a firearm. Should have stopped this guy. Anyway, just listen to this. Here we Do go. you think that there should be any limits at all to the Second Amendment? Uh, any what again? Any limits at all to the Second Amendment. You can't scream fire in a crowded theater. That's a limit to the First Amendment. Should there be any limits at all to the Second Amendment? You know, I, I think there are some limits already. I think there are, are some they? laws that are... Oh my well, God. I, I mean, not everybody can get a gun. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is some... Uh, some uh, some background. Uh, there is no, some but that's cases not consistent where, around the entire where, country. Really? Well, again, let and me answer your question everywhere. again. You asked me. There are some limits. There are some limits right now uh, to the Second Amendment. Do I believe in the Second Amendment? Yes. Do I believe in the First Amendment? Yes. Until we make some changes to the Constitution, those are some of the basic constitutional rights that we have. Uh, but I was just hoping uh, to find out whether or not you think there should be any limits, and I presume your answer is no. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. No. We'll go back. You know, what, you know what that question was right there? I was hoping you'd say that we should just take everyone's gun away and never allow anyone except the government to actually own a firearm. I'm hoping you'd say that. Can you just say that, please? Can you just please say, can you please make that happen? And this is what I want. I'm sitting here in a secure area where other people have firearms and weapons and security in, in the, uh, the sets of uh, MSNBC. So can you please just say that? I mean, that's what she wanted. Let's continue. No, I, I just told you there are some limits under the law right now. Congressman Quaylar. She was so mad. Too. I'll put that video up at KNSD.com. She was so mad. She's like, <sighs> Congressman Quaylar. You know, I'm disappointed in him, though, because what? he should have said exactly what you said. If you're a felon, you can't purchase a gun. And this guy was dishonorably discharged from the military. See, he's, he is a... He's a Democrat that doesn't want to really bite the hand that feeds him, which is MSNBC. So he's he's like, I'm a South Texas guy. I know guns, but I can't really embarrass this. It's not embarrassing. I, I know, but I'm just telling you. I'm just right, telling you. That's, how he's, that's what he's thinking. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, the Air Force announced that they did not share records on this shooter's domestic violence-related court-martial back in 2012. It was a 2012 domestic violence-related court-martial. They did not share that with the FBI firearms background check system. Allowed him to pass numerous background checks over several years to obtain at least four firearms. And Stefanik, Air Force spokesperson, told the Washington Free Beacon, initial information indicates that Kelly's domestic violence offense was not entered into the National Criminal Information Center database by the Holloman Air Force Base Office of Special Investigations. Um, he, he apparently assaulted his spouse and uh, assault on his, assaulted his child was court-martialed for this. He fractured his stepson's skull. He was sentenced to 12 months in a military prison. I love what they're calling it like he was confined. He was, he was sent to a military prison. 12 months. For the assault, received a demotion to the Air Force lowest rank. Again, serious injuries to the child in question. That was what happened there. He said he assaulted his stepson severely enough that he fractured his skull. And he also assaulted his wife, said Don Christensen, a retired colonel who was the chief prosecutor for the Air Force. He pled intentionally doing it. He pled to intentionally doing it. 
So he said federal law, or the, the Air Force spokesperson said federal law prohibited him from buying or possessing firearms after this conviction. It's as simple as that. So, you know, in the old, I don't want to say the old days, because maybe it was never this way. Um, I mean, I was taught double check and triple check your facts when I was in college, which really means jack squat, to be honest with you. Because it doesn't matter when you get to the real world, because all you saw for two straight days, Sunday and Monday, uh, until this news came out was, yeah, we have way too much access to firearms. Oh, we need more laws in the books. We need to do things to stop this. And by the way, I love when they see these, these random things. What would you do? What would you do? Mark Kelly came out and said, we need to figure out if, uh, you know, should we let these people have these kinds of guns? Others have said that. I mean, really? There are lots of people, lots of people with AR-15s that don't do this. Uh, Should we ban, you know, most people are killed with handguns. Should we ban those? I mean, I can get to the stats. We've done it on the show in the past. The amount of people killed uh, by guns, uh, it's handguns. I mean, it's more than the majority, way more than the majority. Should we do that? All these people jump to conclusions without even asking the question. I, my, my first thing that I wanted to know, and I'm, after all these shootings, is was he legal, did he legally buy the gun? Was he legally allowed to buy the gun? Possess the gun. That was my, that'd be my first question. And I, I'd say, you know what? As much as I, you know, if I'm against guns, I, I want to say this stuff, I'm going to hold off on doing it. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on doing it until we find out the actual facts. Doesn't happen that way, though. They just start going off. Verbal diarrhea, the fake conservative guy, Brett Stevens, used to be a columnist of the Wall Street Journal, now he's a columnist of the New York Times, the faux conservative they have there, uh, said this is not a mental health issue, this is a guns problem. <laughs> I mean, it's just... My God. We, I could put all this on, we could, we could play it all if you'd like. Uh, we have so much. 622. Uh, the, the, we have more from Congress. We have Jeff Flake. He's now being, since Jeff Flake gave his anti-Trump speech on the Senate floor, he's now a beloved figure. He was even invited on the awesome Daily Show, the ultimate fake news show. <laughs> Won't come on this show. He goes on the Daily Show. And he was actually asked, why didn't you hire American workers at your ranch? Which I would have asked him too. You have to hear the answer. We'll get to that later on. Um, man, oh man, oh man. Um, as a matter of fact, you know what I want you to hear though? It's more important in my mind. Uh, the hero plumber guy. This is an incredible story. It's horrible. It's tragic. I wish it never would happen. But when we get back, the plumber that lived in that same community, about 500 people there in uh, in, in uh, South Texas, talked about what he heard, and he ran out there. And you know, he was an he's an NRA trained uh, instructor. Yeah, good guys with guns can stop bad guys with guns. Uh, wait till you hear what he did, what he what he said when he described the scene and what he calls himself. I mean, this uh, this is what America is. It's coming up in about uh, six. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. This uh, this is the guy that came out after he heard the shots across the street at the church, and uh, his name is uh, Stephen Williford. Number eighty six, please. Actually, let's do eighty seven. Let's do eighty seven. Um, he describes himself after this this whole this whole shooting, and uh, he heard this, and he's a trained NRA instructor. And went out there and shot the guy a couple times. They did the high-speed chase. I mean, you probably know all this, but I was not here yesterday. But listen, here we go. I'm no hero. I, I am not. I think my God, my Lord, protected me and gave me the skills to do what needed to be done. And I just wish I could have gotten there faster. But I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening. Man, oh man! Uh, hey, let's, let's let's do eighty six. Let's do that one real fast, and then we'll get. We have Johnny Lang, uh, Langendorf that we'll get uh, to uh, later. He's the guy that drove the pickup truck with this guy in it. Uh, listen to those Stephen Wildorf one more time. 
All I want to stress today is the people at that church. They're friends of mine, they're family. And every time I heard a shot, I knew that that probably represented a life. I was scared to death. I was. I was scared for me, and I was scared for every one of them. And I was scared for my own family that just lived less than a block away. Yep, there you go. You know what, let's put real fast, real fast. Um, did I write down his name correctly? Johnny... Landendorf or I think Langendorf? Was, I think it was Langendorf. I think it's Langendorf, too. Yeah. I think it's the wrong key. Let's do 91, because, again, just to let you know, and, and this was talked about, I'm sure, yesterday. He basically, this guy was driving his pickup truck, and the plumber, he saw the plumber shoot into the, the, the church area at the guy, and the plumber goes, this guy did this, blah, blah. I mean, imagine that. You hear gunshots. You're like, what the hell's going on? And then all of a sudden, some guy comes running to your truck with a, with a, a rifle. And you're not like, dude, did you just kill everybody? He's just like, what happened? And they, there he is. He did all this stuff. He shot up the church. Let's go get him. And he said, all right, get in the truck. And they drove 95 miles an hour to try to track him down in and out of traffic to get him. Um, and and all this happened. And he didn't. This Johnny's. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. What? They didn't weave around trying to run over kids imagine, on the way to get this guy. That, imagine that. That's crazy. I know. Well, uh, this this uh, Langendorf didn't even know the plumber. Said, Do you know this guy? No, I didn't know. Him. Ninety-one. But this is what what the reporter you'll hear. He goes, what what were you thinking? Here we go. What, were you, what was going through your mind during this chase? I mean, this uh, you're chasing a shooter. You've heard he's just shot up a church in your hometown. What's going through your mind? Try and get him. Try and uh, get him. To get him, to get him apprehended or whatever needed to happen. I mean, it was just it was strictly just acting on what the right thing to do was. Go get him. It's the right thing to do. That's America right there. That's not Washington D.C. It's not New York City. That's America. 634. All right, coming back in uh, six minutes, Jeff Flake on the on the uh, the Daily Show. You got to hear this. He was asked, why didn't your family hire American workers? His answer. It's coming up right now, the latest from Fox. Come. Being informed unleashes a great feeling. Stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 641 on this Tuesday, November 7th, Election Day. Again, a year ago. I know it was November 8th, but the Election Day a year ago. Uh, hell of a day. Hell of a day. Hell of a night. We were exhausted, but it was a good exhaustion. Very good exhaustion. We got yelled at the next day, uh, too. That's true. <laughs> and then I, a, loved <laughs> I loved it. I loved every second of today. it. We did get yelled at because of you. Yep. That's and me. then, I mean, that happened. And then, uh, hey, what do you know? A year later, I have a three-month-old. Just saying. Just saying. Is that bad? For society, maybe. But anyway, three things I think you need, you. thank you, to know. Uh, number one is Election Day. Okay, so uh, you can vote. Uh, Oral Valley has a property tax. For the first time ever, Tucson has like 75 bonds or proposals or whatever, or props, sorry, props, uh, because they want to raise your taxes like crazy also. I mean, it's just, well, I got to get to some of the tweets the mayor did. We'll get to that as well. Uh, yeah, so today is the day that you can vote. Uh, Mariana Rodriguez is running. There's others running. Um, I mean, if you want to turn around, uh, you know, you got to change bit by bit the Tucson City Council. It's time to, uh, to say goodbye to Steve Kazachik because, I mean, how how is everything? Is everything good? Second thing that I think you need to know, the Air Force admitted they screwed the pooch bigly and they never reported that that Texas shooter uh, 
was a felon. They never he, he was he was found he pled guilty to domestic violence and assault and that should have prohibited him from owning and buying a firearm. They never reported that to the FBI so this guy was able to pass background checks. But we need we need more gun laws. We need more gun laws. Oh yeah. Isn't that nice? Uh third thing that I think you need to know maybe we need this one. We have this story in there. You know that it's uh, it's a good local story. You know the rainbow colored intersection in downtown Tucson? Apparently, it has faded. After three months, it has faded. So after just, we'll get to that story at 710, but after three months, it has faded to where it looks like it's basically black pavement. So a good job of uh, $70,000 being flushed down the toilet. Uh, only ten grand of taxpayer money was used, but they want to say, well, that, that was just extra money from the, uh, you know, uh, Councilwoman Ulick's, uh, uh, uh Budget, budget, yeah, her budget, yeah, exactly. (laughs) What's ten thousand dollars, taxpayers? They want it. They just think about it today. They want to actually have you pay more in taxes for the zoo and for an early childhood thing, and then for TUSD schools. And they thought it was okay to take ten grand extra money and just waste it on rainbow-colored crosswalks that have faded after three months. Three things I think you need to know. Um, Now. Jeff Flake on the Today, I'm not Today Show, the uh, the Daily Show, the ultimate fake news show. Uh, Jeff Flake is on there and he's talking to uh, the guy's Noah, I think he's, I forget his first name. It doesn't even matter, the host of it. Um, ever since, you know, Jeff Flake would never have been allowed to come on to the, da- the, uh, the Daily Show if he didn't hate Trump and, and say these things that apparently he and uh, some in the left think are important. The rest of us are like, just go away. Like, it's as if Jeff Flake doesn't realize he has only 21% approval rating in the state of Arizona. Like, nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. I think it's like the whole Flake extended family and the McCains and Martha McSally that approve of him. Everybody else disapproves. Yet you think like you're this righteous guy because you stood up to the president, who, by the way, you have 21% approval rating in this state. The Trump, the Trumpster's got 71% approval rating among Republicans, at least. Just go away. There's a reason why you're quitting, because you know you can't win. Anyway, uh, in his book, we talked about this, and I'm sure you didn't buy it, because not many people have. In his book, he wrote about how he and his family up there in Snowflake, uh, so, so the tone of the president, Snowflake. Um, what are they up to now? 1964? Yeah, uh, they sold like 10 from yesterday. Okay, because the Daily Show worked out well. It's been on sale for like like four three months now, four months now, and it's only nineteen hundred sixty four copies sold. Man, that has that publisher pissed. So anyway, um, he talked about how his family hired illegal aliens. He even tried to throw off border patrol. He wrote so they wouldn't capture the illegal aliens. Did they just not want to hire Americans at a high enough wage. Anyway, listen to what was asked of him in his answer on The Daily Show. Here we go. When you, when you look at that, if someone said to you, Jeff Lake, why didn't your family hire Americans? Why did they hire Mexican people to come and help with, with your cattle? How do you respond to that? Well, I, I did grow up on a ranch. I'm what they say in South Africa, plus yappy. <laughs> and and uh, I, I grew up uh, on a ranch with 10 brothers and sisters. It still wasn't enough to, uh, to, to work the ranch. Right. And we hired uh, Mexican migrant labor. They illegal aliens. Hard. Illegal Sometimes aliens. we'd hire my friends from school who would last a day or two. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but I mentioned in a, an op-ed I, I recently wrote about a man by the name of Manuel Chaitis, uh, 
who came across when he was 16 years old, worked on a ranch for uh, 24 years, and then raised his family in Snowflake. And he's living the American dream, as is his family. Mm. All he had to offer was a strong back and the willingness to work. Right. And, uh, and America is better because he's here. Pause it. There's more. Uh, okay, America's better, huh? Hmm. So that's all he had to offer. You know what? There are millions of people waiting in line to offer the same damn thing, Jeff. That's okay? That's all right? Apparently he thinks so. That's all he could do. Uh, I w- you know, of course, why should uh, the host of The Daily Show say, could you not find Americans to work for the wages? Do you think it's okay to do this? Let's continue. And, uh, and I think that that's been the immigrant experience uh, more than anything. Mm. And I've never been able to look at uh, people like him. He came initially illegally. Uh, yeah. But I've never been able to look at him and people like him as a criminal class. Oh, of course. There uh, you go. They wanted to make a, a better life for their family. They're Americans by choice. And uh, obviously it. these days. Really? They're Americans by choice. Of course, my question to to him would have been, well, okay, Jeff, he's an American by choice. Hmm. Uh, do you think that a man can choose to identify as a woman? They're a woman by choice, right? I mean, Bruce Jenner didn't get his thing whopped off for a while. Was still a guy. This is why I won't come on the show. I make him nervous in these questions. So he's still a guy. Do you think that they can choose to be a woman by choice? A child by choice? That white woman that claimed she was black, could she be black by choice? All these choices, Jeff. American by choice. Huh? Thank God he's not running again. Here we go. And uh, obviously these days we can't have open borders, shouldn't have open borders. We've no. got to guard right. against terrorism and things like that. But we ought to recognize that uh, oh, God, you know, this is a pretty cry. good place. No and kidding. Those who come here usually want a better life oh. right? and they're willing to work for it. Wow. And our country is better off for it. Wages. And, and I hope that uh, in the future, the Republican Party gets back to being known for that. Yes. And, and not uh, blaming labor. or scapegoating immigrant groups. Blaming and scapegoating. That's what you're doing. We need to be known as the Open Borders Party. Cheap labor. That's what we need to be known as. Nobody agrees with you. Nobody that's normal. Nobody that has a brain. Let's put it that way. If you disagree and think Jeff's right, by the way, I'd love to hear from you. 880-KNST, 880-5678. You can even, we have a new thing, you can even hit uh, pound, the pound button, hashtag, whatever you want to call it, pound 250. If you just do that and an automated, welcome to movie fun. It's like that. All you got to do is, uh, it says, who do you want to talk to? You say Garrett Lewis, it connects you right away. So it's more hands-free in that aspect. You just hit pound 250 and then you're like, Garrett Lewis, Garrett Lewis, and it gets you right to it. I tell you, that freaking guy. I mean, is that not the most... In- in like disingenuous Americans by choice. Well, don't you think there's an actual process to be an American? You can't just be like, I, I'm an American. That you you can again. How can this guy be a lawmaker if he doesn't even choose to follow the laws that have been established for him? That's a very very good point. Well, not even choose, but just you, you're supposed to. You're commanded to by your oath to follow the laws of the land you're well, representing. Well, here's the thing, Ryan. Shut up. That's what he would say to you. It, no, he wouldn't say that. He would say, shut up. Go sit uh, down. I'm telling you. I choose to, I'm getting a text, from, a text from my buddy. I just told my bank that I choose to be a millionaire by choice. Hashtag <laughs> Jeff Flake logic. I like that. I like that a lot. 
Just a million? Yeah, just a million. You know what? He's a uh, Republican by choice. Ah, he, uh, <clears throat> yeah, about that. So there's that. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, 651, there's more. Yeah, Jeff Flake also uh, apparently wrote a little op-ed. You got to just hear one more thing. I'll tell you about it. Um, where, where, When President Trump said basically, hey, uh, the DOJ should be looking into Hillary for all these scandals that's going on, right? Jeff Flake was... He was dumbfounded by that. You have to. I'll, I'll read you what he what he wrote. This is this is why he is getting out of it again because he's just your time has come and gone, buddy. It's coming up. KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. It's not mine. 707, hi, how are you? What's going on? Good to be back. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it is election day, uh, so you have some props. There's like four of them in Tucson. You have uh, you have one up in Oro Valley. Basically, uh, there are some leeches that want your money. Are you willing to part with it? That is the question. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. Second thing that I think you need to know is that the uh, Texas church shooter should never have been allowed to actually buy a firearm. See, um, when he was in the Air Force, he spent 12 months in in a military prison for domestic violence. He fractured the skull of his stepson, and he also uh, assaulted his wife, and he pled guilty. He he admitted he intentionally did it. Pled guilty. He's a felon. But the Air Force forgot to tell the FBI, so they didn't they didn't have that little box filled saying he's a convicted felon. So that's why he passed his background check when he bought his his, his guns. If the laws we currently have would have been actually followed, he would never have been able to buy his guns legally. Yes, but the media is like, this is crazy. Ban everything. We need more laws. Okay, great. I have another winner that uh, apparently claimed a universal background check could have been used here or something in it. It was not filled out. Anyway, we'll get to that. Third thing that I think you need to know, there's something else that I just uh, came across, which I think is kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Uh, you know the diversity visa that we were talking about uh, up until this mass shooting happened? Yep. Well, apparently, the House Freedom Caucus, is according to Breitbart, House Freedom Caucus has started to uh, get the ball rolling to end the divisa, diversity visa lottery. Um. There's a vote in the membership of the House Freedom Caucus to end it. And apparently, because uh, the SAFE Act was introduced by a Freedom Caucus member named Congressman Bill Posey, it would eliminate the lottery cleanly, just gone. And apparently there were three dozen fellow caucus members voting to back the bill. Now it has to go to a House Judiciary Committee to get an up or down vote to go to the House floor. And then when that happens, then they could vote on to the House. We'll see any of these slugs that want to keep this, Right. But the ball has been started to, the ball is now rolling to get rid of this, which needs to happen. Uh, Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org, by the way, put out a, a report on Friday showing that since 1994, 5 million foreigners have been uh, given green cards through chain migration from the diversity visa lottery. 5 million people should not have been here, but because of chain migration, uh, somebody they know actually won one of these diversity visas. So 5 million people are now in this country, 5 million green cards because of this. It's a crime, man. That is just awful. What a dumb way to give out citizenship. Three things that I think you need to know. 
Um, all right, really quick, uh, locally here, there was a story, and I just put this up, the video at knst.com. KVOA did this story. Remember those rainbow crosswalks that we, we talked about several months ago? They've been around for three months now. Three months. These rainbow crosswalks, rainbow-colored intersections, of course, it's to show that Tucson is a uh, diverse, accepting, open society. Are we? Are we? Because after three months, man, those colors, they're like gone. Are we really that open and accepting? <laughs> we should have banned cars. You see, when the cars are going over the pavement and there's rain and stuff like that, it's gone. All I know is, just personally, I'm like, I could have made $70,000. I could have gone out there and I could have bought a few buckets of paint. What a profit. Even though I spent $2,000 on paintbrushes, rollers, whatever, and uh, some, you know, some tape to make it straight lines. By the way, yeah, it can, isn't it bad to have straight lines when you're trying to do something that is for the gay community? Anyway, I, I digress. It's offensive to have a straight line, isn't it? Anyway, so I could have just got some buckets of paint, some rollers, and made a $68,000 profit because this stuff was going to fade away anyway, right? I mean, how stupid, how dumb. Yes. Apparently, after just three months, those rainbow rainbow colors at that intersection are fading away. Four crosswalks, one on each side. And they're going. It's uh, at 4th Avenue and 6th Street. It's where it is. $10,000 of tax taxpayer money. That's from the Karen Ulick budget. Instead of being used for something else that could actually benefit the community, that was part of the 70 grand for this. Uh, well, there, there's more. And of course, I, I, it's amazing. KVOA couldn't find one person that thought this was still a good idea. That wasn't attached. Apparently what Fred Ronstadt, former Tucson city councilman, Fred Ronstadt still thinks this is good. Only morons say, we're going to keep going with it. It's going to keep getting erased. We're going to keep, why don't you just burn up money? Why don't you take money, throw it in a big, big metal can and then set it on fire. Same thing. Why don't they just give it to me and I can take it down to the club? Well, that too. And burn it. You know what? Like that. At least, at least, you get, <laughs> at least you'd be actually uh, generating wealth. Yes. You know? All right, let's see. Here's the story from KVOA. Go ahead. A rainbow crosswalk. Wait, where? These <laughs> rainbow crosswalks were installed at 4th Avenue and 6th Street back in early August. No. And they're already fading away. We knew it was going to be an ever... Um, you know, present issue, and, and we're trying to address it as best we can. Former Tucson City Councilman Fred Ronstadt is the executive director of the 4th Avenue Merchants Association. Brilliant move. He tells the News 4 Tucson investigators, despite their now dirty and faded appearance, the rainbow crosswalks are getting regular maintenance. No. We have okay. a crew that goes out at least once a month to clean it. Uh, to get sort of get the vibrancy back in the colors. The crosswalks oh, so are meant. It's not that just it's dirty. It the, the it's fading. The paint is going away. It's called friction. Well, between the tires and the the road, and that's what happens. Hot rubber will eat away just about anything. So what you're saying is that hot rubber is against anything gay, because obviously, I mean, it didn't want to see it there. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just paint the the sidewalks instead. Smaller squares, shaded, less traffic. It's actually, I have an idea of what they could have done, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's continue. Here's more with Fred. Here we go. The crosswalks are meant to represent inclusivity and oh, yeah. to celebrate the LGBTQ community. The total price tag, 
more than $68,000. Yep. That includes about $10,000 that came from the office of Ward 3 City Council Member Karen Ulick. Yeah. We are very proud that, that we are the home of this crosswalk. Um, it's not it does there. present a lot of challenges for us because yeah. it is one of the heaviest. Uh, used intersections in, in the community. Smart if power. we had the ability to say, okay, no cars, we just want this pretty crosswalk, uh, we'd be loving life. Pause and Ronstadt tells the news. You hear that? They didn't want cars. It's Tucson. You know what? If we could have banned cars, well, that wouldn't really be inclusive. Now, would it if you banned cars? You're telling me that I'm not accepted in that area, in that intersection, because I'm driving a car? That's just not right. It had lasted longer. Well, the whole point of the road is so people can drive. They can get around places more quickly, spend more money, more convenient. This, I swear to God, this, this friggin' town, it's, there's something wrong with it. 68,000 bucks. Let me just say this real fast, okay? 68,000 bucks. The Southern Arizona AIDS Foundation wanted this to happen along with the 4th Avenue merchants and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure they have all kinds of benefits, right? Probably once a year, a big fundraiser for the Southern Arizona AIDS Foundation. Why the hell would you give them another damn dime if this is the best they can do? Do you think this is really what's important? I mean, say somebody has AIDS. Wouldn't it be better to use the $68,000 to help them in other ways and paint the damn crosswalk? Maybe buy some medication? Yeah, I mean, just something like that. Well, that's not really them. They just support it. It's the 4th Avenue Merchants. Wouldn't it be smart for the Southern Arizona AIDS Foundation to say, just take that money and give it to us so we can help people? How does painting a crosswalk help people? How? Let's continue. Be loving life. And Ronstadt tells the News 4 Tucson investigators the recycled crushed glass material that mm. gives the crosswalk its shine is expected to last about three to five years. Oh. But ultimately will need to be replaced like three months you know, some days are better than others but we're out there cleaning it as much as we can oh, so people good. the news for tucson investigators caught up with on fourth avenue have mixed feelings now that's 100 percent ridiculous if they spent almost 70 grand and it already looks like this i think it's a shame it wasn't upkept but pause it hang on somebody there's going to be a group that finds that guy that was against it they're going to find him on facebook and they're going to get out there and they're going to just say that this guy is homophobic hates gays he's a hater he's a racist why not i mean why not right he's an everythingist that's what they do nowadays it's like if you actually sit back and say damn this is stupid it has nothing to do with anything yet but they'll, they'll watch they'll do it it's just dumb and yet you have this guy fred ronstadt hey fred really you just spent seventy thousand bucks on this after three months it's gone you still think it's a good idea? Oh, yeah. It's a good thing he's one of these community leaders, and it shouldn't shock you that he was a former Tucson City Councilman. This is why this city is in just disrepair right now. This is the, the perfect metaphor for Tucson. It sucks. I hate saying it. It is such a great place. The weather is great. The scenery is great. I mean, the mountains, it's beautiful. It has so much potential. And you have people that are dumb as hell that are running this thing. Let's Let's continue. I think their heart was in the right place. There's oh, way more things they could nice. be spending money on. There you go. I didn't even notice it. You Meantime, Ronstadt tells the News 4 Tucson investigators taxpayers will not be on the hook 
for the cost of maintenance for the Rainbow Crosswalk. Oh. That's not the plan. I mean, we, we committed, 4th Avenue committed, Genius. Southern Arizona AIDS uh, Foundation committed to make sure that this oh. uh, is sustained by us and, and a benefit for the community. Mm-hmm. So the businesses down there that already pay taxes are paying to keep this thing upkept as well? Genius. Guys, you're throwing your money out the door. You can hire another person to help your business run more efficiently. No, we don't want jobs. We want rainbow-colored intersections. Are you sure? That's what they say. That is what they say. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Kevin, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hi. Hey, thanks. Uh, hey, interesting discussion, but I think we ought to expand this in the efforts of inclusivity and diversity we pick a different special interest each month. So next month, it's Black Lives Matter, which means you paint the crosswalks black. <laughs> no one can see them. You save $70,000, and and there you go. There's a benefit. Well, apparently, black lives do matter if you want that, because it, the intersection has magically become black again. That That's true, yes. And, of course, you can't paint them white, because that would be narrow-minded. You well, never paint them white again. It, you know, it, it's true. It'd be racist if you did that. But let me just, let me just you know, there's a rumor that I've heard. I don't know... But maybe this actually confirms it, that once you go black intersection, you never go back. Uh, that could be true. Yeah, yes. yeah that's yeah. what I think. Well, okay. yeah. Anyways, let's, I'm all for inclusivity, but uh, don't stop with rainbows. Exactly. There you go. Thank you. People want to, they want to do the whole, uh, they, they want the, the, you know, blue lives matter. Let's paint one blue. I mean, this is what it's really become to now. You know, here's the thing. If they did do the blue lives matter one first, then other groups would actually be demanding of these things. Other people, they... Police aren't demanding this. People are saying, what about everybody else? What about me? What about accepting this, accepting that? How about we just leave the damn intersection the way it's supposed to be? Black pavement with the white stripes so it shows people where to walk. And, uh, and the money could be used in a much wiser way. How about, how about that? They could have painted the trolley instead. No, they, they're actually, I think they're, aren't they wrapping? They even wrapped for advertising. You could have wrapped the trolley. Pay the costs. I, listen, I know. For 70 grand, he could have done it like 85 times. Well, but no, no other people are paying for it, for advertising. That's why they're, that's why they're wrapping the truck. They could have yeah, yeah, used they, the they, damn money. They could have used the money to help people that actually have AIDS. What a concept. So stupid. Uh, by the way, I wonder what the mayor would say about this. Yeah. Um, the mayor sent a tweet, and this I, I've been noticing a pattern with his tweets. Do you know what the mayor really cares about? I will tell you. This is unbelievable stuff. Coming up at about 5, 721. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792, Sons, most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. 728, thank you for hanging out. Uh, It was 62 degrees. Apparently, it's still 62 degrees, or at least it feels like. I love when it feels like 62 degrees. That's a beaut. 79 for a high. Isolated showers this afternoon. Isolated showers possible tonight. So if you're in the isolated areas, you'll know it because it'll be rained upon. So uh, have fun with that, being isolated. It's true. It's what they it's what it says. Uh, all right. Um, don't forget also my iHeart channel. It's back up. It's working. iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis. Or you can download the iHeartRadio app and search Garrett Lewis. Both will take you to the same thing, my own channel on iHeartRadio, where Ryan puts up shows, uh, interviews, highlights, segments. It's fun stuff. Uh, if you're bored at the gym, walking the dog, you just don't want to hear your wife nag you, uh, put it on. You're going to get somebody on the couch. What? 
I can see I can see a husband going, Yeah, you're he's right about that, and the wife going, What? <laughs> I nag you. Doghouse. Yep. It now. just it just happens naturally. You can't it's one of those things. Uh all right, so really quick, <laughs> Mayor Rothschild. I mean, I see he, the guy and I hate bringing it up. I don't want to be like I don't want to beat a dead horse. Because it's already dead. But still, the police chief and the mayor still haven't said a damn thing about a Tucson business closing because they were threatened with violence. Right? And if you look at Jonathan Rothschild, if you don't know who he is, he's the actual mayor of Tucson. I know he's not, you know, whatever. He's kind of nuts, to be honest with you. Um, He tweets things about, okay, he tweeted about open enrollment starting today for Obamacare. Open enrollment for Obamacare. So you have that. Uh, also, he he tweeted, and this is a couple days ago, and I saw this and said, you got to be kidding me. Whereas yesterday, he tweeted, November 11th, 10 a.m. to noon, IBEW, an attorney will be present to answer questions regarding the naturalization process. Uh, it's a citizenship information forum. It's basically, I mean... Yo, Mayor, worry about making sure the roads are paved. Businesses want to be here. They want, they'd like to get here. Make it easy for them to be here. And instead of worrying about that stuff, he's worrying about getting people citizenship. Is that really the, jo- the job of a, of a mayor? Well, we got to help our citizens. They're not citizens. He puts more of an emphasis on trying to help illegal aliens. And I'm sure some people that aren't here illegal, but here on a visa, who knows? I don't. They're trying to get people to to actually uh, get legal help, free legal help, to try to game the system to become a, a legal resident here. He he spends more time on that than actually doing what is needed, right? Well, this is what I'm talking about. Like this, that that is the ultimate thing. You have that. You have them pushing the Paris Climate Accord. You have uh, them uh, pushing uh, against a resolution saying that the border wall is bad. And and now you have the mayor pushing, well, let's see if we can help illegals get uh, legalization. And then a former councilman and apparently an alleged leader, right? An alleged leader in Tucson, Fred Ronstadt and the rest of these yahoos worrying about making sure a rainbow-colored crosswalk gets the paint job it deserves. But after three months and $70,000, it fades away to like pretty much nothing. Awesome, huh? This is what we have to deal with. Uh, all right, we'll get back to the uh, this story about the Texas shooting. Again, the Air Force blew it. The FBI didn't have the information. This guy was a convicted felon. He was domestic violence conviction. Should have never been able to buy an actual gun. Um, but the media, man, oh man, the media, one congressman in particular after being told about this, still thinks we need more background checks. Wait till you hear it. It's coming up right now on KNST. Here is Fox. He doesn't need to take a selfie because he thinks about himself all the damn time. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 739 on this Tuesday. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it's election day. So there's like a bunch of props in Tucson, one in Oro Valley. Everybody wants your money. Are you willing to give it up? It's for you to decide. If you're wanting me to help you think, well, 
Don't ask. Uh, off the air, email if you want. I'm not going to explain propositions on the radio. You know how boring that is? Didn't you do that already? But that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do that. You're, you're supposed, supposed to do those to. things. You're supposed to do that kind of stuff. No, get it. Whatever. Uh, but where am I supposed to look? Uh, with your own eyes. Not only that, don't yes. call me and tell me and ask, and ask me who to vote for. Yeah, like don't ask I, Ryan. Don't I mean, ask that's me. frightening. Don't ask Ryan. If you want to find out how to sous vide something, you call Ryan. Yes. Call Other me. than that, that's it. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Texas church shooter should never have been able to buy a firearm because he was a convicted domestic abuser. He's a felon. Spent 12 months. He spent a year in a military prison. But the Air Force never told the FBI that, and they never filled out the right paperwork to make sure he could not ever buy a firearm. See, the laws are actually already on the books that would have stopped this, stopped him from buying a firearm legally. Now, of course, he could have driven like a car in there and stabbed people. What would have happened then? What would have they called for? Mental health, everything, not any guns anyway. Uh, so they really screwed the pooch. More on that coming up. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know is, and, and I, I like this, um, the, the House, at least the Freedom Caucus in the House, a bunch of guys, a few dozen uh, lawmakers, voted to on a bill that would start to end the diversity visa. It would clear. It would just wipe out the diversity visa program. That's a big deal. Uh, they said they'd do it. They got three dozen people behind it. Now it has to go to a House Judiciary Committee for an up and down vote. I'm sure all the Republicans will vote, I hope, to kill it. And the Dems will probably vote, leave it alone, which makes no sense. And then if they approve that on, a, on an up and down vote, then we go to the House floor for a vote. Uh, so the, the, the ball is rolling. And I hope the Trumpster keeps pressure on them to make that happen. That's a big deal. Three things I think you need to know. All right, uh, so we, the story is there. I mean, it's it's cut and dry. There's no two ways about it. This guy was a nut job, this, this Texas church shooter. He was in the Air Force, and he got kicked out, and he never, ever, ever should have been allowed to buy a firearm legally. He's not allowed. The Air Force said we never shared the records on this guy from his 2012 domestic violence-related court-martial with the FBI firearms background check system. That's what allowed him to pass numerous background checks over several years to obtain at least four firearms. They admitted it. We didn't do it. We never entered it into the National Criminal Information Center, the database. Never did it. So they screwed it up. He assaulted his stepson so severely he fractured his skull. He assaulted his wife. He pled to intentionally doing it. That should him. Federal law prohibited him from buying or possessing firearms after this conviction. That's it. So tell me, what gun laws? Where's Mark Kelly? Where's Gabby Gifford? Where's you know any nut job in Tucson? What what new gun laws are needed to stop him from buying a firearm? And the ones that when the ones that actually exist already would have stopped him. Right. Uh, let's play Representative Joaquin Castro. He went on with Wolf Blitzer on CNN, number ninety two. Uh, we'll start with this. It's a three-part thing. Uh, just listen to the beginning. Here we go. It's very disturbing, as you know. The shooter was discharged from the U.S. Air Force uh, for bad conduct, uh, did not get an honorable discharge, and spent a year in prison. Extremely troubling domestic violence, yep. including on his wife, a little yep. step a stepchild. Uh, why didn't that stop him from buying four guns over four years, including an assault-type weapon? Well, Wolf, there are many breakdowns and ironies of... Uh, this case so no, far, that's actually first, it. that he would only spend 12 months in prison for fracturing the skull don't, of an infant I stepson, agree, but, don't, don't but change also the that he was able to get four guns, even though he had this history of domestic violence. And so I'm anxious to see whether 
the Air Force reported that history to the national database. Well, they actually, the, the guy just told you, they didn't do it. And now you're like, well, I'm not sure if it's true, because you want to know he said that because he's scrambling and they have no talking point to counteract that. But let's continue the next uh, sound by Joaquin Castro and, uh, and Wolf Blitzer. Here we go. Yeah, there's a lot of concern. The Air Force, for whatever reason, didn't. Uh, and uh, if, if that, that's the case, we got to go back and check, and I'm sure you agree, Congressman, to make sure that there are not other cases along those lines where they didn't report these kinds of troubling convictions. Mm. Uh, it, it looks like the system failed, and, and I wonder if you want to react because to Because they didn't... Well, no, that's absolutely right. That would represent a colossal failure of the system. But really, Wolf, there are two pieces here, because we're often put into this false choice of choosing between this being a mental health issue versus a gun issue. Uh, and the what? fact is, it's a combination of both of those no, things it's oftentimes. Not. No, the it's first not. part is prevention. We have to make sure that as much as possible, guns don't get into the wrong hands. So that means doing things like universal background checks, which Americans support by about 90%. I know you want to, like, bang your head against the steering wheel at this point, don't you? And, and, and against the wall. Uh, again, the law was in place to stop him. It wasn't entered correctly, just like the Chattanooga shooter, if you remember that from a few years ago. Uh, the FBI clicked the wrong box. He admitted to actually uh, taking illegal drugs, which you're done. And they're like, whoops, we didn't do that one either. And uh, he got his gun and he shot up the, uh, the church. Anyway, it's, um, it's, it's just, it's nuts. It's nuts. Now we have this guy. Well, we universal back. How would a universal background check? My Wolf Blitzer should have said, well, how would a universal background check have stopped this guy? Not doing it. And what do they mean by that? You know what they mean by that? Making sure that if, uh, you know, let's just, if you want to sell your gun to a friend of yours, you couldn't do it unless you actually did a background check. You'd have to be a federal dealer, a federal firearms licensed dealer. You can't just sell your firearms. Of course, nobody would ever really know that, you know, under the table, all right, here, just give me the money. I don't want to go through this whole thing. Done. And, of course, bad guys don't go through that, but that's a universal, ba- their universal background check. They, let's use that phrase. People like the way it sounds. All it is is if you go to a gun show, say, you know, you're, you, you have a relative that's like, just sell my guns. I have 20 guns. I want them sold. You can go rent a table at a gun show and sell them to people. Well, that's bad. All the stats say that bad guys don't go there to get that. And I'm pretty sure, maybe this is me being naive, that if people, you get a bad vibe from someone that wants to come buy your guns, you're going to say, you know what? Not for sale. Not for sale. They did the the big study Duke did in Chicago, Cook County Prison. Um... It was like 98% of the people that got the firearms that are there for gun crimes got it from friends and family in the black market. Anyway, so we have that. Now, here's the best, right? Here's Joaquin Castro last time with Wolf Blitzer on CNN. Here we go. Even when you put those preventative measures into place, there's still going to be people who either legally or illegally get guns and then use them to try to commit mass murder. That's where you need the second strategy of basically damage control, Mm. making sure that you limit the amount of damage that these weapons can do. And that means usually one of two things, either banning assault rifles like the kind that the shooter was using, or second, limiting the number of bullets in a cartridge. The Las Vegas shooting was an example of a shooter being able to shoot off an incredible number of rounds, five, six hundred rounds of bullets uh, in a matter of minutes. Even yesterday's tragedy, somebody being able to walk into a building, in this case a church, and in a matter of seconds, leave 26 people dead and many more injured. We have, Congress has to act. There we go. 
we want to limit you from the kinds of guns you can use. Again, um, most guns used to kill people are actually handguns, not the AR-15 this guy used. Mm-hmm. You know, the Department of Justice reports that about 60% of all adult firearm deaths are by suicide. Mm-hmm. 61% more than deaths by homicide. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. I mean, it's amazing how all of a sudden they want to all of a sudden grab your guns, grab your guns, and then manage your bullets. Of course, that guy in Vegas, that was a freak thing. He was up on the 32nd floor of a hotel or 34th floor, whatever it was, and he had guns lined up. He had all that stuff. What are you going to limit? He would have you know, limited amount of weapon, the bullets he could use. He'd had 15 more guns then. He brought them all up. Yeah, that'll stop it. That'll stop it. 748. Uh, this is how ridiculous this has become now. This, this is just beyond insane. And when the facts are presented to them, what do they do? They just they ignore it and they go with their own little talking points. 880-KNST, 880-5678. As a matter of fact, but your reaction, and then we'll get to it, if not now, then next hour, a reporter asking Trump, if uh, he'd like to do extreme vetting for uh, gun purchases, you got it's unbelievable. Morning ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk to save ten percent. That'd be nice, right? That'd be nice. Eight oh six. Hi, it's Tuesday, November seventh. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST. AM 792 Sons, most stimulating talk. How you doing? Everything good? You cool? You good? You all right? Yeah. Uh, three things I think you need, you. thank you, to know. <laughs> Number one, thanks, Don. Number one, it's election day. A year ago on election day, it was, it was fantastic. It was exciting, nerve-wracking, fun, epic. Not really going to be the same this year. But anyway, uh, there's props in Oro Valley, props in Tucson. They all want your money. And the question is, are you going to give them your money? It's up to you. Second thing that I think you need to know is that the Texas shooter should not have been able to legally buy his gun. But the problem is the Air Force never told the FBI, this guy is a convicted felon. He he admitted guilt. He he, uh, committed domestic abuse, fractured the skull of his son, uh, abused his wife. Uh, he admitted he'd been spent 12 months in a military prison, so he cannot legally buy a gun, own or purchase or buy nothing. And they never told the FBI, which is why he was able to pass background checks. It's horrible. Horrible. Third thing, I think you need to know, oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, this is This is pretty big stuff right here. I like this. The Freedom Caucus in the House, a few dozen guys, it ain't Jeff Flake, I'll tell you that, a few dozen guys, uh, they voted for the SAFE Act. And what part of the SAFE Act is getting rid of a clean break, clean de- destruction, repeal, whatever you want, uh, of the Visa Diversity Program. The diversity lottery? You get rid of that. So they said, cool, now it has to pass a House Judiciary Committee on an up-and-down vote. It should. Then we go to the House for a vote. But they've gotten the first step to get rid of it so far. And by the way, the Center for Immigration Studies came out with an incredible stat, which is sickening to hear, uh, that since 1994, when the diversity visa lottery took place, 5 million foreigners have gotten green cards through chain migration from the diversity visa lottery. 
chain migration. Talking about keeping wages down, uh, taxpayer money being wasted on this, benefits, you name it. Awful, awful stuff. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, I do have some really good news I'll get to uh, in in a minute. But first, I want to start with a soundbite because this is all about the shooter. Well, at least this part is. Uh, Ali Vital, who I've never heard of in my life, 85 if you don't mind, Ryan. Uh, she is a reporter for NBC, and apparently when the president was in South Korea, he's in a press conference, and she decides to ask about guns. And you know the president, you'll hear this, you know the president wants to do extreme vetting, and he is, for people wanting to come here, right? She says, well, why not do extreme vetting for people who want to buy guns? Are you kidding me right now? Uh, just listen to the president's response. Here we go. Uh, you've talked about wanting to put extreme vetting on people trying to come into the United States, but I wonder if you would consider extreme vetting for people trying to buy a gun. Trying to what? Buy a gun. Well, you know, you're bringing up a situation that probably shouldn't be discussed too much right now. We could let a little time go by, but it's okay if you feel that that's an appropriate question, even though we're the heart of South Korea. I will certainly answer your question. Uh, if you did what you're suggesting, there would have been no difference three days ago. And you might not have had that very brave person who happened to have a gun or a rifle in his truck go out and shoot him and hit him and neutralize him. Yep. And I can only say this. If he didn't have a gun, instead of having 26 dead, he would have had hundreds more dead. So that's the way I feel about it. And are you not going to help? And are you considering any kind of gun control policy going forward? When you forward look at because- the, the city with the strongest gun laws in our nation is Chicago, mm-hmm. and Chicago is a disaster. It's a total disaster. Just remember, if this man didn't have a gun or a rifle, you'd be talking about a much worse situation in the great state of Texas. That's Thank right. You. He is right. So, what, a, what a snarky little question, by the way. He was in Japan, right? Was in South Korea. South Korea. Uh, she I goes South all, Korea. all yes. the way to South Korea. That's my guns. To ask about. I mean, and I get it, but it's. I mean, like you think you're being a wise guy. You hear it in her voice. Yeah, you know. Can, would you back extreme vetting? Uh, you've talked about wanting mm-hmm. to put. Mm-hmm. You've talked about. Wanted to have extreme vetting for immigrants. Would you want extreme vetting for buying a gun? But there's no media bias, right? You know, you, of course, you have that, and you, you have the question of Obama. What's the most enchanting thing so far about living in the White House? Oh, God. And by, again, the, another, another fact that the uh, mainstream media is not reporting is that the plumber, the guy that went in, the shooter, right? The, the, the guy that took down the shooter, the plumber. Uh, and his name is uh, Stephen Williford. He is a trained NRA instructor. But the NRA is evil, and they're bad, and they want bad things. And I mean, it's ugh. it's un- it's it's just it's sickening, isn't it? So uh, yeah, now let's um, we have more to play. That kind of garbage took place. You know what the media tried to do, too, by the way? They tried to rip on people for where they live. Let's start. Beth Fui, whoever this person is. She's an MSNBC analyst, amazingly enough. Let's start with uh, 
Let's start with 97. Going after rural people. This is just sickening. Here we go. I mean, we've seen that time and again, and, and to your point about uh, Congressman Quaylar, what he seemed to be saying is, it seems to be the, the, the sense that we get from so many voters, Republican primarily politicians, and people who live in the rural, in, in rural areas, which of course is, this, is, this community is one. They cherish the right to have a gun. Mm -hmm. They will never, ever give that up. And if that means the occasional or the frequent mass shooting, accidental shooting, shooting of children, shooting of the elderly, they will accept that as the price to pay for the freedom to have a gun. What a disgusting thing to say. They don't care if people get killed in mass shootings. As long as they can have their gun, they're okay with that. Really? Uh, what are they thinking in Chicago as they approach the uh, 600th homicide via gun death? There. What, what about that? Or they, they might have gotten number 600 already. What about that? No, nothing? Nothing. Okay. So there you go. Those stupid hicks. That's what she's saying. Those stupid hicks that live in the South, man. They don't care about life at all. Of course, what they really feel about life. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, and by the way, I don't get the whole thing. And I don't talk about abortion on the show. Because it's just not a pleasant topic. But how can you be for abortion and then say at the same time that... Uh, you're sickened by these gun cops. I just, I don't, anyway. So, you have, you have this, this, uh, this, this elitist piece of garbage on MSNBC that sits back there and says, you know, these, these damn hicks, they want their guns so much, they're too stupid to realize shootings can happen. Government needs to get in there and tell them how to live. She didn't stop, by the way. She didn't stop. Let's play another one. 98. 98. Here's more from Beth Fui on MSNBC. Here we go. Rural, rural communities yep. care about their guns very passionately, and they are much more heavily represented in the Electoral Congre College in Congress than urban areas are. We live in New York City where New York has very strict gun laws, and we have very few gun deaths in this city. Uh, mass mm. casualty, at least. Yeah. People cho choose to live where they live, and in certain communities, we are very happy to be able to walk down the street without a gun and not worry that somebody's going to come up and shoot us. That's not the same across right, the country. We have that, which is nice. One more from this genius. Uh, 99, I got to love this again. This is, uh, I guess, before they realized. Well, anyway, let, let's use 99. 99, here we go. Is it, is, it a mental, is it a mental health issue or is it a gun issue? The president says it's, it's a mental a health issue. issue. Every country in the entire world has mental health issues. They do not have the ready access to guns that people with mental health issues have here. Oh, again, this guy wasn't supposed to actually be able to access a gun. Genius. Dude, these people are just sick. They are absolutely disgusting. You stupid hicks. You don't realize you shouldn't have guns. They're actually out there in the middle of nowhere. They need to be able to defend themselves. But you're right. You're right, genius. Stupid, stupid, stupid elitist media. This is why, again, this is why Trump won. Another example. It's a year tomorrow, but it's election day a year later. So much good has actually happened. So much good has happened. 880-KNST, 880-567. You'll get reaction. Also, you know, you were screaming, and I was screaming about H-1B, you know, visa fraud. You know, these companies, they basically fire Americans and uh, replace them with, with foreign workers that'll work for cheap. And they claim they we can't find anybody, blah, blah, blah. And Trump called it out during the campaign. He sat back and said, good, somebody's calling it out. Then he gets in office. You're like, what has he done? What has he done? You know what? It's almost like the whole cheese thing. The mice, the rat, and the cheese. They chase the cheese. He does something else. Quietly, he has made a lot of changes that are pissing off a lot of companies that are taking advantage of the H-1B visa program. I'll get a reaction to all this, but I have to tell you about that as well. It's really, really good.
Uh, he's standing up for American workers. It's stuff that you want to hear and what you expect. 817 will continue in six. KNST AM 792, Sons most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart Radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Oh, it's, uh, I mean, it's like a soup day out there. We've gotten to that point again. It's November. Something about the whole winter, the whole Christmas, Hanukkah time. Why, you're against it. You like the hot stuff so you can lay in your pool. You're just a hipster. It's not a hipster. Oh, it's cool. Where's my turtleneck? I, I actually enjoy... <laughs> I hate turtlenecks. I actually enjoy... i got to fight with that my wife. I actually enjoy the coolness. I don't know. It's something good about it. Don't you think? I mean, we're a couple weeks away from Thanksgiving, for God's sakes. You're a Scrooge, man. Why don't you go sous vide turkey? You know, i got a brisket ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough. Turkey is so overrated. What? I'd rather have like a nice steak. Stop turning off my microphone. I'd rather have a nice steak on, t- on Thanksgiving. Why not have both? Surf and turf. Because I'd rather fill up on meat, like steak, not like the, you know, turkey. You have the steak, you feel good, then you need to take a nap, then eat some turkey, and it puts you out. And then you gain weight. Exactly. <laughs> and I know, that's my... You get drunk in a chair. Yeah, well, there you there's go. always that. No, All you right. get drunk while you're making the turkey. Okay. Okay. Um, a little for the turkey, a little mm-hmm. for you. That's fine. A little more for the turkey. That's fine. A lot more for you. That's fine. All right, uh, by the way... Uh, it's about, uh, it's going to be 79 or so, maybe some isolated showers this afternoon, maybe some tonight. If it happens near you, know that you're being isolated and then feel bad about it. Right. Feel Betty, 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 bet. What is that bad? It's not bad. No, it's not. Feel or Okay. Uh, so there's this other story. I'll put this up on my Facebook page. This is absolutely phenomenal. The headline is what got me because we're sitting there, you know, screaming and saying, somebody has got to do something to stand up for American citizens. Right. You know, people that are, we've heard the stories, Disney, Facebook, that uh, that utility company out in I think it's in the San Diego area uh, over at a McDonald's, they're firing Americans and bringing in cheap foreign labor, and it, it happens because grease balls like Flake and McCain and the rest of these grease balls get greased, which is why they're grease balls, and they make the rules to make this okay, and they refuse to do anything to stand up for American workers. They literally do nothing. So this headline from Bloomberg: Trump's H-1B reform is to make life hell for immigrants and companies. And I'm thinking, go on. And apparently, there's something happening. Bloomberg reports about Trump promising a restrictive new approach to immigration, right? All this other stuff. Despite his enthusiastic rhetoric about the H-1B program, which provides temporary visas to high-skilled workers, the administration failed to make significant changes in time to impact the program's annual lottery this April, leaving some who had anticipated action fuming right we were all mad we we're all mad it has also declined to take up any of the legislative proposals for h1b overhaul but a crackdown has been in the works albeit more quietly starting this summer employers began noticing that united states citizenship and immigration services us cis was challenging an unusually large number of h1b applications Cases that would have sailed through the approval process in earlier years ground to a halt under requests for new paperwork. Uh-oh. The number of challenges officially known as requests for evidence, RFEs, requests for evidence, are up 44% compared to last year. The percentage of H-1B applications that have resulted in requests for evidence this year are at the highest level they've been since 2009, 
and by absolute number are considerably higher than any year for which the agency provided statistics. Oh. Okay. The overall number of H-1B applications dropped this year for the first time in five years. The skeptical eye the government is taking to the applications has extended to all types of employers, according to immigration lawyers. Many are rethinking their own use of H-1B as a result. Hallelujah, no? It's unclear how many applications are actually being rejected. In the meantime, the uncertainty, don't you feel bad for this, by the way? The uncertainty alone is taking a toll on those who rely on visas to work. Some applicants whose cases remain unresolved by October 1st, the annual effective date for new visas, have been sent home from their jobs. Oh, going to hire Americans instead? Oh, no. There are no official stats tracking how many people are in this situation, but multiple immigration lawyers said this is the first year they're seeing it occur in any significant numbers. Even though Silicon Valley sees the H-1B program as one of its top political priorities, this campaign of reform by red tape has avoided the frantic political fights surrounding other aspects of immigration, like the travel ban, canceling DACA, all this other stuff. After the recent terrorist attack in New York, Trump called for elimination of another visa lottery program, the Divisa Visa Lottery, the Diversity Visa Lottery, saying immigration should be merit-based. Hello, this mirrors past calls his administration has made to eliminate the H-1B lottery as a way to punish those who use it improperly. Yes, there was a lottery. You freaking kidding me? A lottery. I thought their companies really needed people giving away on a lottery basis. You got to love this. Peter Roberts, an immigration lawyer whose clients include large multinationals and startups, says the administration is punishing everyone. Well, you guys have cheated the system for far too long. Sucks, doesn't it? He said many of this year's challenges were, quote, beyond ridiculous, trumped-up requests, no pun intended, issued either without legal basis or making no sense for a, from a common-sense standpoint and question whether they'd stand up. He said, how do you change the way we live? Each You can change the laws. You can change the way we interpret them. This is the latter. Companies are suffering, as they should. Why not have Americans actually get jobs? I know of people. There was a guy that used to come to the, um, and you've met him. He used to email all the time. He used to live here, lost his job, went up to uh, Scottsdale, got a job up in the, in the Phoenix area. He used to come to our uh, beer club events, and then he was replaced by a well-known company here in Arizona with a foreign worker. Foreign worker. Hmm. Uh, ample signs, it says here, Trump has a broader overhaul in mind. It staffed the U.S. CIS with those who work for the Republican Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa. Longtime critic, H-1B visas. Oh, that's good. You haven't, heard, you haven't heard about this in the media now, have you? Spokesperson for U.S. CIS says the plan is still being considered. In April, Trump issued an executive order asking uh, federal agencies to increase their scrutiny of the program. In a briefing with reporters at the time, a senior administration official floated the idea. That administrative steps like raising application fees could also serve to reshape the program without need for new laws or regulations. Anyway, um, they are they are making companies work for it. They are making them prove they need people. And now some companies are mad. And I gotta love you. Gotta love the objective report, by the way, from Bloomberg. The headline. Trump's H-1B reform is to make life hell for immigrants and companies. I mean, <laughs> what a biased thing that is. 
So making sure they don't abuse the system. Huh? How you know? Could would they ever have thought of Bloomberg to have the headline H1B program making life hell for Americans? Probably not. 880-KNST, 880-5678. You haven't heard about this. I like this. Make them prove they actually need the people. Why not challenge them? Why let Americans be left behind? Trump said, America first. Right? Uh, You know what the media did do besides not report this? They did create their own fake news. Did you hear about this? They tried to make Trump look like a guy that killed koi fish. Selective editing on CNN. Did you hear about this? Oh, yeah, they, a couple of things they took. They, they purposely left out things he said to make him look like an idiot. I'll get it to you coming up at about 6. 8.32 on KNST. Here's Fox. To save 10%. How can a guy that's, well, let's just say he's not six feet tall have an ego that big? One word, stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 840, thank you for hanging out. I just put up the uh, the story that I'm going to talk about on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, about the very fake news created by CNN. And they're like, we don't know why you're so mean. I'll get to that in a second. But like and follow my page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Uh, stop sending me friend requests. I don't accept those anymore because I never really wanted to have friends. So just like and follow my page. Three things I think, what, no? I don't think it works that way. You can like and follow me, but I don't want for anyway. Three things I think you need to know. <laughs> Number one, it's election day, so uh, get ready to vote if you haven't already. In Tucson, where there's like at least four props where they want more of your money to pay for like the zoo and other kids' daycare and uh, and uh, other stuff. So good luck if you want to uh, keep paying more out of your own pocket. In Up in Oro Valley, of course, they have an Aranha uh, Park project, that bond. For the first ever property tax in Oro Valley, even though the mayor, Satish, has always bragged that we'd never have a property tax and he'd never raise taxes, he already did it with the sales tax. Now he wants a property tax. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Right? Second thing that I think you need to know. Uh, oh, that's the second. The third thing that I think you need. That was the second. No, that was the first. Second thing I think you need to know. The Texas, sorry, Texas church shooter. First day back. I'm tired. The Texas church shooter uh, never should have been able to buy a gun legally because he was a convicted uh, domestic uh, abuser. He pled guilty. He fractured his stepson's skull he uh, assaulted his wife he pled guilty spent 12 months in prison but the air force never told the fbi never filled out the documents saying that he's a convicted felon so he can know you know he can't be approved or allowed to own or buy a gun ridiculous the system we had the laws in place third thing that i think you need to know is that the uh, house freedom caucus has taken the first steps to get rid of the diversity visa lottery program they all said they're going to back a bill that would get rid of it. Now it's to go to the House Judiciary Committee for a vote up and down. And then from there, it goes to the House floor. So the ball is being uh, rolled. Let's hope it continues to roll more and faster. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, really quick, before I tell you about the fake news, Tucson's own Steve Kerr. Oh, yeah. Fits in in Tucson very well. Um, head coach of the Golden State Warriors decides to, I guess he was asked a question after the game about the shooting in Texas. Uh, throw me up over there if you don't mind, Ryan. That, that cool? Uh, listen to this. They have to put people's safety and health over the interests of uh, the gun lobby and the, and the gun industry. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, we're paralyzed and we, uh, we're unable to, to do anything to protect our citizens. And it's, uh, it's disgusting and it's a shame. 
Thank you, Steve. I guess he didn't know, like, you know, um, <clears throat> that the guy should never have been legally allowed to buy a gun. But somebody didn't put in the right paperwork. Steve Kirk. All right. Uh, there you go. U of A. Wildcat, baby. For life. Uh, all right. So now... This is really incredible. This is, this is just so stupid. But the, the fake news has gone on and on and on and on and on about, uh, about Trump. They continue to do fake news. Do you know they selectively edited Trump feeding koi fish when he was with the prime minister of Japan? They were around koi fish, and they each had a box of food. And what happened is that... Um, they were spoon feeding and they took the spoon, they put they they they'd used a spoon to take some food out and they kinda like they kinda spooned it into the water. Kinda, you know, here you go, here you get the little spoon out and then just chuck it in via spoon, right? Yeah. To do it nice and slowly. Well, that's that's what the Prime Minister of Japan did, and then CNN decided to cut it short or selectively edit it. So they were both taking turns spoon each had a box, they'd scoop a thing up and then dump it in, scoop it up and then dump it in. Well, when it got toward the end, the Prime Minister of Japan turned over the box and dumped it in. And then Trump saw it and he goes, okay, and he turned over the box and dumped it in. Um, but they left out the part of the president, uh, of the prime minister of Japan doing that. They, sh- they show the prime minister, I mean, it's, it's really kind of disgusting, actually. Um, they literally show the prime minister and the president and they kind of cut away. They did a kind of. They kind of cut in close to Trump, and showed him dump it without showing the prime minister. So of course he was attacked on social media and mocked on CNN that he's trying to kill the koi fish. He he's such an idiot and he's such a moron. He can't even do that right. He can't do it right. This is pathetic. He's such an ogre. He's such a buffoon. He's such a moron. It's it's horrible that he is actually our president because he can't even do this right. You're seeing it, right? And you're, you're seeing. I'm watching it. Yeah. You're, you're, and you're seeing the tweets from the journalists, the alleged journalists that, of course, are down the middle, right? They're not fake news. So CNN made that, and then every all the news media they started going after him, and it took a couple in the regular mainstream media to go, "All right, guys, you know, enough is enough. You're lying about this, right? You're lying about it." So they actually did that. They actually they actually mocked the hell out of him. And, it, and they made it up. It was fake news. They li- deliberately left out the part where the Japanese prime minister dumped it in, and they only showed Trump dumping it in. What an idiot. That's one thing. That was one thing, right? You know there's another time, too, by the way? Apparently, the president um, called on, uh, I believe it was uh, the Japanese, I believe it was the Japanese to build cars in America. Right? Yeah. That's what he did. You guys got to build more cars in America. That's what you got to do. I mean, you got you got you got to just do it. And they left out the quote where he said, "I know you build cars here, but you have to lower tariffs so we can sell more there." And you know, and, and they basically the media, um, the media basically tried to take it out of context and have it seem as if he didn't know that the Japanese are actually building cars in America. I mean, it's. 
They literally invented two fake Trump scandals in one day, the first day of the trip. The first day. CNN edited the video to make it seem as if he just dumped the food, right? You have that. And then I'll, I'll read you the exact quote of the other thing. Trump, the hot, here's a headline from, I think it's from The Hill. Trump begs Japanese automakers to build their cars in America, which they already do. It was fake news. And then The Hill picked it up. They tweeted about it. CBS, their White House supporter, Mark Noller, he tweeted about it. President Trump asked Japanese automakers if they could build their cars in the U.S. and not just ship them over. But the problem is, that's not what he said. It took about 24 hours for the Washington Post's Aaron Blake to tweet something to debunk it. Aaron Blake of the Washington Post tweeted, Stop taking that Trump quote out about Japanese cars out of context. He clearly knows they're built here. I'm shocked the Washington Post reporter actually did that. Yep. Um, Trump said, and he put the quote from the Washington Post, I also, this is Trump, I also want to recognize the business leaders in the room whose confidence in the United States, they've been creating jobs. You have such confidence in the United States and you've been creating jobs for our economy for a long, long time. Several Japanese automobile industry firms have been really doing a, a job. And we love it when you build cars. If you're a Japanese car, we love it. Car, we love it. Try building your cars in the U.S. instead of shipping them over. Is that possible to ask? So they ignored the whole thing about him recognizing the jobs created in America, and they only put in there. They only put in there. And we love when you build cars. If you're a Japanese firm, we love it. Try building your cars in the United States instead of shipping them over. Is that possible to ask? They left that part out. He went on to say, I must say, Toyota and Mazda, where are you? Are you here? Anybody? Toyota, Mazda? I thought so. Oh, I thought you were. I thought that was you. That's big stuff. Congratulations. Come on, let me shake your hand. They're going to invest $1.6 billion in building new manufacturing plant, which will create as many as 4,000 new jobs in the United States. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So he went out of his way to show that they are being built and they're going to build more here. But they only used that one little quote. Is it too much to ask? Stop building, try building your cars in the United States instead of shipping them over. Is that that possible to ask? And they create all these stories that he only said that. And they sit there and whine and complain. He calls us fake news. He mocks us. He makes fun of us. It's not fair. It's not right. Here are two stories. They selectively edit him feeding koi fish to make him look like an idiot. And they try to make him look like an idiot that he doesn't know cars are built here. Japanese companies have have cars built in America. It's, It's why we elected Trump. Another reason why we elected Trump. It's insane, isn't it? All right, uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. If you would like to continue, please, like to to contribute, you can. Okay, Steve Kerr, um, Trump, the media, the H-1B stuff, all there for you. We'll also get to the, uh, well, what the guy, it's really cool to hear these guys, real Americans. Um, What the, uh, the, the hero plumber who was a NRA instructor from 2002 to 2004 that went out and shot the church shooter to try to stop him. Then he went away. And then the guy that chased him down in the pickup truck. We'll get to that. And Jeff Flake on his family hiring illegals. It's all coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Bop, bop, 907 on this Tuesday. How are you? You good? Seriously, you look outside. I mean, it, granted, I keep it like ice cold in the studio. By the way, it's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 792, sounds most stimulating talk. I mean, seriously, 
there there could be like you can see your breath in this studio. It's that cold. Am I right, Brian? Am I right? Oh, I guess meat hanging underneath exactly. the desk here. Yeah, you do. So it's so cold. You look outside, you see it's gray skies. First, it's like eight times a year it'll be it'll be gray skies in the state of Arizona. It <laughs> makes you want to like put on a sweatshirt, go have some soup, and uh, what? No, no, no soup. I hate you. I don't even like soup that much. I get, let me tell you, I get so disappointed when my wife's like, I feel like we should have soup tonight. I don't feel like, I'm like Banya. I don't think that's a meal. Soup's not a meal, Jerry. It's true. Soup is not a meal. Banya's right about that. But then he chose it to be his meal. Anyway, you never saw that at Seinfeld, did you? I did not. You gave him a soup. Uh, Fine, I'll take you to dinner. I'm just going to have the soup. Soup's not a meal, Jerry. This doesn't count. You feel like albondigas. That's the soup that eats like a meal right Wait, there. What is it? Albondigas. It's, it's, meat, it's a meatball soup. So just call it meatball soup. No. It's different than meatball soup. It's meatball disgusting. soup sounds Italian. Albondigas is Mexican. Meatballs belong in two places. On spaghetti or on hero. A hero hero bread. They call it subbread here. Hero. You get a meatball parm hero. The only places meatballs belong. It doesn't belong in soup. It's disgusting. Meatball soup. Wait till you try it. No. I'm, I'm going to have you it. over... And uh, and then afterwards, you're going I'm to be not, like, I'm not oh, making I'm the drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three things I think you need to know. Number one, it's election day. A year ago, it was glorious. It was glorious. It really was. It was. It was absolutely fantastic. All we do is win, win, win. It seems so. Uh, so you can vote in Tucson for like four different props where they want your money, and in Oro Valley where they want your money, and they want your money, and they want your money. <laughs> and where's the return on investment? Where is it? Look around. Where is it? That's what you need to ask yourself. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Texas church shooter never should have been able to legally buy a firearm because he spent 12 months in a military prison for fracturing the skull of his stepson and beating up his uh, his wife. He pled guilty to that stuff, intentionally doing it. But the Air Force never filled out the paperwork, never got with the FBI and said, this guy uh, can no longer buy this. He is a felon. Update your system, blah, blah, blah. They never... Did it. Here's the exact thing from the Washington Free Beacon. <clears throat> they did not share records on this man's 2012 domestic violence related court martial with the FBI firearms background check system. So he was able to pass numerous background checks to buy his firearms. The laws are on the books that would have stopped him from buying a gun legally and owning it and possessing it. But uh, the government screwed the pooch. Imagine when they take over health care, right? Wait, 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 wait. You came in. To get your tonsils out? You didn't want your left leg removed? Sorry. 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 Yeah, sorry. Third thing I think you need to know is that the uh, the House Freedom Caucus, about three dozen people, started the ball rolling to get rid of the Visa Diversity Lottery Program. They said we back a bill that would get rid of it. Now it's to go to a House Judiciary Committee to get an up-and-down vote, which it should because Republicans should be against it. Should be, but who knows? And then if that happens, then go to the House for a vote. This better happen. People can't forget about this, especially since we found out, thanks to the Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org, that since 1994 when this started, forget the amount of people that actually have come to this country and because they won the lottery for the diversity visa. Five million people now have green cards because of chain migration, thanks to the diversity visa lottery. Meaning, of course, people that won the lottery were able to bring a whole bunch of people here. Five million in 23 years. Five 
million. Three things I think you need to know. And on my Facebook page, by the way, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, I have the story up about the media colluding altogether. They, it's not even colluding. They just all hate Trump so much. How can you actually expect a good report from the media when they all jump on the same fake news report that he apparently tried to uh, kill koi fish by dumping the food? He's such an idiot. He just looks at the Japanese prime minister, dumps all the food out, right? He dumps it all out there. It's the, oh, yeah. And they all get behind it because they don't check facts. How do you actually believe anything the media reports? That's my point, right? All right. Yeah, koi fish can eat anything or survive. They eat ducks, baby ducks. You ever see that video? Hot I don't dogs. want to. I don't want to see that. <laughs> it's it's very frightening. But I don't a, want to do a that. little bit of breadcrumbs in the water is not going to kill them. Well, again, they just want to prove that Trump is an idiot. That's what they want to say. All right, so let's talk about the Texas shooting real quick. There's something interesting I didn't know. You may not have known this either. So you know that the uh, the shooter, the idiot who's now dead, used an AR-15, right? That happened to you, right? I mean, you know, you know that, right? Yeah. So, of course, everybody's like, oh, my God, that's why you got to ban those guns. We played the sound bites throughout the show. We got to limit the amount of the kind of guns someone can have, the wet, the bullets, the this, the that. I didn't realize this. Did you know what kind of a weapon was used by the, the hero, Stephen Williford, the plumber? Do you know what he used to take down this guy? An AR-15. Hmm. Yeah. So the AR-15 was used by the uh, the shooter to kill people, which I mean, it's it's awful. He, you know, if he had to, if we didn't, if we were North Korea, nobody could have guns, or China, nobody have guns. Uh, he'd have found pans, pots, and pans to smash people in the head with. Who knows? But he used an AR-15 to kill innocent people, and the uh, hero used an AR-15 to go after him. He shot him like through the armor. He had a good shot. This guy again, Stephen Wilford, was uh, a two from 2002 to 2004 an NRA instructor. Certified instructor, obviously. I saw this on the Daily Wire. I didn't realize this. That's what took him down, an AR-15. Stephen Williford revealed in interviews, not only is he an NRA NRA instructor and his immediate family has undergone gun safety training, he also said that he used his own AR-15 to injure him and force him into a high-speed chase. Did you hear about that? Because I didn't. You did? You heard he used AR-15? Why didn't you tell me? Dealing with sick kids at home. I thought you knew. I know a lot. It's my one flaw. Oh, sorry. So anyway, the media is trying to hide this stuff, though, for the most part. They are. No. So um, the killer, the shooter, he used a Ruger AR-556. That's why the CNN explained a type of AR-15 military type. Uh, this is what they. This is the quote from CNN. Type of AR-15 military-style rifle that has been used in many other recent shootings. Okay, so you have that. So he used that. Um, and Williford talked about the encounter, and he specified that uh, he went back to his safe, and he heard the shooting. He went back to his safe and grabbed his AR-15 and a handful of ammo. But it was a Ruger, right? Well, the, the, the shooter used a Ruger. Okay. Sorry. Got that confused. There's uh, difference. I just had a call about separating the difference. Okay. And the names. So uh, he grabbed his AR-15 handful of ammo. He didn't even put on his shoes. He was like Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Remember that? No shoes? Mm-hmm. He ran barefoot through his neighbor's yard, took position behind a truck, and engaged the shooter, who was about 20 yards away. Having used his Ruger for, mo- oh, yeah, Ruger for most of the attack on the church, the shooter had a handgun, so I told you. I had a handgun when he exchanged fire with Williford. Uh, Williford said, I saw the shooter come from around the vehicle. At this time, he had a handgun in his hand. 
My daughter said he had an AR-15, but when I saw him, he had a handgun. And he was in black tactical gear, including a helmet, dark shaded visor, Kevlar bulletproof vest. But Williford noticed Velcro along the sides, exposing his side. He said, I'm a Christian. I believe at this point the Holy Spirit was on me because I had the presence of mind to look at what was going on. And as we exchanged gunfire, I mean, are you kidding me? You have the wherewithal to do this? I noticed the side was one of those tactical vests that Velcro across. So he managed to shoot him in the side. And it got, he thought he wouldn't be shot. He had armor on. That, that's what prompted the killer to leave in his SUV and speed away. How about that one, huh? Crazy. Nuts here. Let's play some sound bites. Uh, number 86. Stephen Williford uh, talking about the people at the church, things like that. Here's the hero. Here we go. All I want to stress today is the people at that church, they're friends of mine, they're family. And every time I heard a shot, I knew that that probably represented a life. I was scared to death. I was. I was scared for me, and I was scared for every one of them. And I was scared for my own family that just lived less than a block away. Yeah. This is the ultimate in America, by the way. These are people that are self-reliant. They didn't sit back and call the police and wait, which, oh, listen, I, I probably would do that. I'd probably call police. Who knows what you would do? Who knows? This guy ran into it. He's on a cop. He's a plumber. But this is self-reliance of America. This is what the West Coast and the East Coast don't get. Let's play one more, number 87. Here we go. This is uh, Stephen Williford continuing. I'm no hero. Yes, you are. I am not. I think my God, my Lord, protected me and gave me the skills to do what needed to be done. And I just wish I could have gotten there faster. But I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening. You know what people think are heroes? Athletes. Where are the athletes praising this guy? Uh, well, it's 918 right now. Um, so this plumber was exchanging gunfire. Then the killer got in his SUV and sped off. So what did the plumber do? He, he stopped a guy driving a pickup truck, Johnny Langendorf. They didn't know each other. Imagine you, Johnny Langenhoff heard the shooting. And somebody comes up to him with an AR-15. Hey, this guy, I mean, would you not want to pull your own weapon at that point? And go, what are you doing, man? You hear gunfire, somebody runs up to you <laughs> with the, but they, all right, get in. He'll, you know, we'll, we'll play the sound bites. Johnny Langendorf describing the scene, the plumber, the whole action. This is really incredible stuff. Uh, chasing this guy down, what they did. That's coming up in about five. We'll get to Jeff Flake as well, because uh, he was finally asked the question on the freaking Daily Show. Why didn't your family hire American workers? And his answer is astounding. Astounding. It's on my page at KNST.com. I'll put it on the Facebook page. I'll put it all there. Don't you go anywhere. Back in four. KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200.
924, thank you for hanging out. Uh, quick quick headline. I saw this from The Hill. Rec- Obamacare sign-ups surge in early days to set new record. Something's fishy. You have all the years when Obama's in charge with Obamacare. And there's a record, record sign-up when Trump is in charge. Because he's going to get rid of it, we hope. Something's fishy. I... Eh. I'm calling BS on that. You watch. Watch in, in a little bit. You'll see some, well, we are wrong on this, and we overestimate. I'm just telling you. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense. Uh, okay. Going to be about 79 for a high today. Could get some rain. Isolated showers possible this afternoon and tonight. I'm digging it, man. I am digging it. Can actually walk my dog without melting. Good for Rush Limb Dog. Um. One thing I just put on my Facebook page, too, by the way, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, a story from the Daily Mail. Trump shakes uh, Trump shakes Japanese emperor's hand, doesn't repeat Obama's deep bow. That's a big deal. Standing. American presidents don't bow. Except Obama. Genius, right? Genius. Um, that's interesting. So uh, let's continue. Let's continue. Johnny Langendorf, he was the guy that picked up, you know, the, the, the cowboy hat on. He's talking to the medium. And this guy, this this is the typical Texan that apparently that lady we played the soundbite last hour uh, from MSNBC. She hates those rural people. They love their guns more than anything else. They don't mind if people get killed and blah, 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 blah. Man, she, as long as they have their guns. She's she's speaking at Beth Fui's her name. She's speaking about uh, this guy, Johnny Langendorf. Right. You know, play what she said before we play Johnny Lander. This is what she said on MSNBC about the shooting. This Beth Fui. Listen to this. I mean, we've seen that time and again. And, and to your point about uh, Congressman Quaylar, what he seemed to be saying is it seems to be the, the, the sense that we get from so many voters, Republican primarily politicians, and people who live in the rural in, in rural areas, which, of course, is this, is, this community is one. They cherish the right to have a gun. Mm-hmm. They will never, ever give that up. And if that means the occasional or the frequent mass shooting, accidental shooting, shooting of children, shooting of the elderly, they will accept that as the price to pay for the freedom to have a gun. You stupid hicks. That's what she's saying. So I want you to hear um, who she was talking about. Johnny Langendorf. Uh, He's the guy that picked up the plumber. Didn't even know him. Get in the car. Let's go chase that guy down. Uh, let's start with 88. He's talking to a local ABC station. They're talking about the shooting and, and everything. Here we go. No, I, I pulled up to I pulled up to the intersection where the shooting happened, and I saw two men exchanging gunfire, the other being a citizen of the community. And um, the shooter of the church had taken off, fled in his vehicle, and the other gentleman came, and he said we needed to pursue him, that he just shot up the church. And so that's what I did. I just acted. That's what I did. That's what I did. Wow. All right, get in the car. Let's go. All right, next thing, 89. Uh, asked about the plumber and other stuff. Here we go. Johnny Langendorf. Uh, no, I didn't know him at all. I didn't recognize him. I just He just was a member of the community. And whenever he came to my vehicle in distress and with his weapon, um, he, just, he explained very quickly what happened. Mm-hmm. And he got in the truck, and I knew that it was just time to go. It's time to go. Yes, sir. Wow. And again, he's doing the talk and he got the cowboy hat on, the toothpick in his mouth. Wow. How about that, huh? Crazy. Number 90 here, he talks about uh, the wild car chase. Here we go. 
He got a little bit of a jump on us, and so we were doing about 95 down 539, going around traffic and everything. And, um, eventually, he came to kind of a slowdown, and after that, uh, we got within just a few feet of him, and then he got off the road. How did that happen? Did you guys bump him, or did he lose control no, by himself? He, he just lost control, and then that's whenever I put the vehicle in park, because I was still on the phone with dispatch, and mm -hmm. the other gentleman jumped out and had his rifle drawn on him, and, and he didn't move after that. Because he killed himself. Uh, 91. Last one. Reporters, like, basically, you'll hear, what were you thinking, you know, going on a high-speed chase with this guy? Here we go. What, were you, what was going through your mind during this chase? I mean, this uh, you're chasing a shooter. You've heard he's just shot up a church in your hometown. What's going through your mind? Try and get him. Uh, to get him to get him apprehended or whatever needed to happen. I mean, it was, just, it was strictly just acting on what the right thing to do was. How about that? Now, that's, again, let's get Beth Fooey again. What America do you like? That oh, America? Or Beth Fooey, let's play the next, uh, yes, 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 about, about rural voters. Beth Fooey, MSNBC, go. Rural, rural communities yeah. care about their guns very passionately, and they're much more heavily represented in the Electoral Cong College in Congress than urban areas are. We live in New York City where New York has very strict gun laws, and we have very few gun deaths in this city. Uh, people, mass casualty, at least. Yeah, people cho choose to live where they live, and in certain communities, we are very happy to be able to walk down the street without a gun and not worry that somebody's going to come up and shoot us. That's not the same across the country. Really? Let me tell you, lady. What? This, those people, they don't want to live by you. Okay? And it's not just because of guns. It's because you vote stupidly with the amount of money you give to the government for them to have control and then squander it. They don't want to live near you. Ridiculous, isn't it? As a matter of fact, uh, let's do one more from the media, the elitist media that just doesn't understand it. You stupid hicks, come on. 95. Katie Tor, MSNBC, asking Democratic Congressman Henry Cuellar, I mean, this with a straight face, should there be limits on the Second Amendment? Here we go. Do you think that there should be any limits at all to the Second Amendment? Uh, any what again? Any limits at all to the Second Amendment. You can't scream fire in a crowded theater. That's a limit to the First Amendment. Should there be any limits at all to the Second Amendment? You know, I, I think there are some limits already. I think there are, are some they? laws that are... Well, I, I mean, not everybody uh, can... Get the, the, kind, the kind of kind of limits that should have stopped him from buying a gun because he's a convicted felon. Yes, that limits your Second Amendment rights. When, when you're a convicted felon, you cannot actually legally buy or own a firearm, possess one either. But all right, Katie, way to embarrass yourself. Let's go. I, I mean, not everybody can get a gun. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is some uh, some uh, some background. Uh, there is <laughs> not, some cases. But that's cases not consistent where, around the entire where, country. That actually is right well, there. Again, let me answer your question again. You asked me there are some limits. Wow. There are some limits right now uh, to the Second Amendment. Do I believe in the Second Amendment? Yes. Do I believe in the First Amendment? Yes. Until we make some changes to the Constitution, those are some of the basic constitutional rights that we have. Uh, but I was just hoping uh, to find no. out whether or not you think there should be any limits, and I yeah. presume your answer is no. No, I, I just told you there are some limits under the law right now. Congressman Quaylar. you got to watch the videos on my page at canisty.com. I'll put it on my Facebook page a little bit later, but she's like, <sighs> Congressman Quaylar. Like, she's disappointed. She's like, I just... What I was really hoping for was that you would say, get rid of all guns. We go confiscate all of them. That's the ultimate gun control. Nobody can hurt each other with guns if we take them all. That's what she wanted him to say. 
Okay. That, that's, I'm telling you, it's what it is. That's up at KNST.com. 9.32. You can react. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I have a Jeff Flake gem coming up. Uh, finally asked. on the He goes on the Daily Show. They, he hates Trump so much. The media loves him only because he hates Trump. They use him for that. And he actually is asked a question. He probably didn't like it. Well, who knows? Uh, but his true self came out. Why didn't your family hire American workers instead of illegals? Because maybe he bragged about that. You got to hear the answer. It's coming up at about 6. Here is the news. Talk. 941, three things I think you need to know. Number one, election day. It's here. A uh, bunch of props in Tucson. A big uh, a big Naranja bond project. Prop 454 up in Oro Valley. Uh, this is what's on the docket for today here in Arizona. Of course, you got a big uh, Virginia gubernatorial race. You have all kinds of stuff going on. So uh, keep it here to KNST all day and night because that's what you should do. Second thing that I think you should know, we've talked about it all show long. The Texas church shooter should never have been able to legally buy a gun because he is a convicted felon, spent 12 months in a military prison uh, for domestic abuse. He uh, fractured his son's stepson's skull, uh, beat his wife. He pled guilty intentionally to do it. The law should have prohibited him, and it did, except for the fact the Air Force forgot to get with the FBI and make sure that he was in the system to never be able to buy or or possess a firearm legally. Uh, the laws that could have stopped him were in place. It just uh, was a big, giant mistake. Third thing that I think you need to know, and this is a big one, the diversity visa lottery system, right? This whole crackpot thing with a terrorist got here in New York City. It's just not needed, terrorist or not, to be honest with you. I mean, why would we give away our, you know, the right to come to America, which is the best thing you could ever get in this world, in a lottery? It's dumb. Hey, we're going to hire someone. You're going to hire the best person? No, we're going to put our own names in a hat and draw one out. Anyway, um, the House Freedom Caucus said they're going to back a bill, three dozen Republican congressmen, back a bill that would get rid of it. So now it's going to go to a House Judiciary Committee to show there's force behind it. If they get enough, an up and down vote and they get enough people backing it, it goes to the House for a floor vote. The ball has been started. By the way, why hasn't Martha McSally said anything about that? I would love it. You see, if she'd only talk to us, nobody in the media, nobody else. I mean, I'd like to talk to her, but that's why she won't answer me. How come she will not talk about getting rid of the diversity visa lottery? You know, I think if you asked her, it'd be like this. <clears throat> well, I understand that the lottery is something that was probably needed a long time ago, and we should probably look at trying to uh, to modernize the system that we currently have. And at the same time, we want to make sure that we're a diverse group, because that's what makes us great, is that we're a big melting pot. And we like diversity, and diversity helps us only move forward, but I understand the dangers of it. So it's something that we're going to monitor in that, and we'll, we'll see what the, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the uh, focus groups talk about. Next. Uh, in an uptick. I was waiting for that to happen. Yeah, sorry. Next? Next? So, yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for that to happen. I don't uh, I don't see it, though. I don't see any tweeting. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, God. Is she, what, is she afraid to go against her big donors? Really? I Maybe. Yeah, of course she is. Of course she is. But she tweeted out, have a safe and, ha- have a safe and happy Halloween 2017, everyone. She did tweet that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to know what her random statement, she put this on the uh, Manhattan attack, the terrorist attack? Really quick. She put out a statement. Yesterday's attack, and I'll get to Jeff Flake. Yesterday's attack in Manhattan is another vivid and painful reminder that radical Islamic terrorism is real and remains one of the greatest threats to America and our way of life. We must defeat ISIS, and I'll continue to work my work in Congress to strengthen our strategy to keep Americans safe. Nothing at all on the diversity visa lottery. 
You know, maybe it's about time that we contact directly her office again so they can't weasel with their ways uh, out of this. And we sent an email. We'd like her to talk about this. We'll see what we get. By the way, the U of A woman that came up with the idea of, uh, she put out the job ad. We did it on Friday, right? It was Friday. Yep. Um, she put out the job ad for the uh, safe zone facilitators. She has not responded to Ryan's request for an interview. What is her name again? Lynette? Lynette Duran. Lynette Duran. No response. They're all so tough, aren't they? When they get, Until they get caught. Okay, uh, Jeff Flake. Speaking of that, Jeff Flake. This freaking guy. Uh, he is a media darling now because he just trashed Trump. At least he thinks he trashed Trump. I thought he, what he did was he embarrassed himself. I mean, it's really pathetic. Really pathetic. He's got to go in there and talk about something from Snowflake. He is from Snowflake. It's so friggin' perfect. Anyway, he goes on the the uh, very newsworthy Daily Show to pump his book that is now up to 1,900 and something copies sold. Awesome. And um, Jeff Flake was asked uh, an actual tough question and gave an answer that showed his true colors. Listen, here we go. When you, when you look at that, if someone said to you, Jeff Flake, why didn't your family hire Americans? Why did they hire Mexican people to come and help with, with your cattle? Mm. How do you respond to that? Well, I did grow up on a ranch. I'm what they say in South Africa, plush yuppie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I grew up He's uh, South African, on a ranch with 10 brothers and sisters. It still wasn't enough to, uh, to, to work the ranch. Right. And we hired uh, Mexican migrant labor. They worked hard. Sometimes we'd hire my friends from school who would last a day or two. Right. <laughs> but, How about uh, American workers? But I mentioned adults? in a, oh. an op-ed I, I recently wrote about a man by the name of Manuel Chaitis, um, who came across when he was 16 years old, worked on a ranch for uh, 24 years, and then raised his family in Snowflake. And is living the American dream, as is his family. Pause it. Notice he hasn't actually answered the question of why didn't you hire American workers? And you might... So you hired some kids from high school to work the farm? He's avoiding the question again. Okay, that's a nice story, uh, Senator, but why didn't you hire American workers? Now that he's talking about the illegal alien who's living the American dream, who cut the line. Jeff Flake doesn't mind line cutting, apparently. Here we go. All he had to offer was a strong back and the willingness to work. Right. And, uh, and America is better because he's here. And, uh, uh, and I think that that's that. been the immigrant experience uh, more than anything. And I've never been able to look it's at uh, people like him. He came initially illegally. Uh, he was deported a But I've never been able to look at him and people like him as a criminal class. Uh, they wanted to make a, a better life for their family. They're Americans by choice. Pause it. And there you go. I can't look at illegal aliens as a criminal class. I wish he would have said that uh, while he was running for a re-election. Wouldn't that have been nice? Or running for Senate and then re-election in the House before that. And then they're Americans by choice. Go back a little bit. He actually said that. These are illegal aliens or Americans. No, no, not that far back. No, no, go up, go up, go up. We have time. Here you go. Uh, but I've never been able to look at him and people like him as a criminal class. Uh, they wanted to make a, a better life for their family. They're Americans by choice. Pause it. They're Americans by choice. Whose choice? Not by America's choice. We're better off because they keep wages down by coming over and doing jobs for less money than Americans are willing to. It's great. It's great for America. Americans by choice. So again, I, I, this is who am I to ever dare question the ability of, uh, to conduct an interview and ask questions? Um, and I, I, you know, I could never ever question and and anything like that. The host of the Daily Show. I only know his last name is Noah. I don't know his first name. I want to say 
Joakim, but that's a player that plays in the NBA. Joakim Noah. Uh, played University of Florida, too, I believe. Anyway, so um, I forget his first name. What's, oh, yeah, well, uh, Trevor. Trevor Noah, thank you. Trevor Noah. Um, but I would ask something like, okay, so you think that somebody can have a choice? Like, they can't, you know, not legally. They're not legally an American, but they're an American by choice. Okay, so do you believe then, sir, uh, and if he didn't hate Trump, they'd ask this, maybe. But they don't want to embarrass him. Do you believe that a man can uh, say, I'm a woman by choice? And a woman can say, I'm a man by choice. Can that happen as well? Do you agree with that? Or you only agree when an illegal alien can say, I'm an American by choice, but you don't believe in the whole transgender thing? What is it, sir? What is it? But they would never ask that. Let's continue. And uh, obviously these days we can't have open borders, shouldn't have open borders. We've got to guard against terrorism what and are things you doing? like that. But we ought to recognize that, uh, you know, this is a pretty good place. And those who come here usually want a better life. Right. And they're willing to work for it. Well, and our country is better off for it. Oh, we're better off. And, and I wow. hope that uh, in the future, the Republican Party gets back to being known for that and, and not uh, blaming or scapegoating immigrant groups. Not blaming or scapegoating immigrant groups. They're illegal immigrants. Jeff, dude, this guy, it's as if he is oblivious to the fact that only 21% of people in this state actually approve of the job he's doing. He brought an op-ed in the New York Times. I've received so many great letters and emails and everything. People are, yeah, well, not enough to count, buddy. If they, people really liked you, you wouldn't say, I can't win. You know? You wouldn't say, I'm going to lose. There's always going to be crazy people. There's 330 million people in this country. You're going to find a couple thousand that might believe in what you're doing. This freaking guy. I tell you, this guy. True Colors. That video is on my page, knst.com. I'll put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow it. And follow me on Twitter. Give me a follow. At Garrett Lewis, two R's, one T. You can react, 880-KNST, 880-5678. I have more. Coming up, KNST, AIM 792, Sun's most stimulating talk. As a friend of mine uh, texted me like four hours ago, it's Jeff Flake Logic. It is. It oh, is. Excellent. God, well, thanks for the discussion today. Well, well you, you got it. That is a great point. Thank you very much. I'm glad I took that call. I'm glad I listened to Ryan. Uh, yeah. You're the only one who's glad about that. Jeff, oh, stop it. <laughs> Jeff Flake, I love it. Yeah, I'm going to be a Flake family. Give me some of your fortune. Give me some of your land. Well, there's that. There's that. Um, <clears throat> so I have the, uh, by the way, I have the video. I, didn't, I was going to try to play it at the end, but I can't do it. Uh, the story from KVOA about uh, the rainbow colored intersections at uh, what, 4th and 6th downtown? showing how inclusive we are and diverse and everything else. Uh, after three months and $68,000, they have faded away. And they want to do it again. Won't talk, don't worry, it won't cost taxpayer dollars any money. And the Southern Arizona AIDS Coalition, is that what it is? AIDS Coalition, AIDS Foundation, whatever it is. What a, what a stupid waste of money. I'd be like, let's use that 60-something grand and help pay for people to get help. But then again, what do I know, right? What do I know? It can't be that much. All right, we'll see what happens uh, if the Oral Valley property tax passes, the Reed Park Zoo uh, prop, if that goes through, uh, the head start, the, head, the early start thing, you pay for other people's daycare. We'll see if it all goes through. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Rush is next.